I'm Father Paul Donison, and this is Praying with the Saints. Each episode will contain a shortened evening prayer service and also an opportunity for me to share a story from the life of a saint, an ordinary Christian like you and me who sought to follow Jesus in their generation. We're using the Book of Common Prayer 2019, and you can download the liturgy sheet off our website. And if you have a BCP 2019, you can turn to page 41, where evening prayer begins. But some of you will already have these words memorized. And for others, perhaps you'll simply want to listen and have these words prayed over you tonight. And we're encouraging you to share it with others. Tonight we hear the story of a young woman who was both royal and humbly devoted to Jesus. We hear the story of Elizabeth of Hungary. Let us quiet our hearts before God. Jesus spoke to them saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Let us humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and apart from your grace there is no health in us. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare all those who confess their faults. Restore all those who are penitent, according to your promises declared to all people in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may now live a godly, righteous, and sober life to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Hear these words of absolution and comfort. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of His Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open our lips, and our mouth shall proclaim your praise. O God, make speed to save us. O Lord, make haste to help us. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Our psalm this evening is Psalm 49 on page 330 of the prayer book. Hear this, all you peoples. Ponder it with your ears, all who dwell in the world, high and low, rich and poor, everyone with his neighbor. My mouth shall speak of wisdom, and my heart shall muse on understanding. I will incline my ear to a parable and declare my dark sayings with a harp. Why should I fear in the days of wickedness and when the wicked at my heels encompass me round about? There are some who put their trust in their goods and boast in the multitude of their riches. But no one can deliver his brother nor pay unto God a price for him. For it is so costly to redeem their souls that we should never have enough to pay it so that they should live forever and should not see the grave. For we see that wise men die as well as the ignorant and foolish. They perish alike and leave their riches for others. And yet they think that their houses shall continue forever and that their dwelling places shall endure from one generation to another. And they call lands after their own names. Man is like an ox that has no understanding. He is like the beasts that perish. This is the way of their foolishness. Yet their posterity praise their sayings. 
Like sheep they are appointed to die, and death shall be their shepherd. They shall go down straight into the sepulcher. Their beauty shall consume away in the grave, which shall be their dwelling place forever. But God shall save me from the power of death, for he shall deliver my soul. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Do you ever wonder if power and piety can truly live in the same person? So often, as we look at our world, we see that they don't. It seems that absolute power corrupts absolutely. But power and piety can live in the same person. Let me tell you the story of Elizabeth of Hungary. She was born a princess in 1207. She was the daughter of King Andrew II of Hungary. And at age four, if you can imagine, she was brought to Wartburg Castle in Germany, betrothed to the son of a German prince. In anticipation of the day that she would marry, she grew up in that castle, playing, studying, and demonstrating at an early age a deep Christian devotion. And for Elizabeth, it wasn't all fairy tales. When she was six, her mother Gertrude was murdered. Eventually, her betrothed died, and then she got betrothed instead to his brother Ludwig. And from that early age, she decided to adopt a simplicity in her life, in the way she dressed, in her manners, and certainly in her devotion to prayer. She, in fact, was mocked in the court because of the way that she humbly lived out her faith. When she turned 14, she married Ludwig. It's young by our standards, but it was common back then, especially among the nobility. And their marriage was, in fact, wonderfully happy and affectionate. Ludwig admired Elizabeth's religious devotion and would hold her hands as she knelt beside the bed at night to pray. And together they had three kids, Hermann, Sophia, and Gertrude. And here's what's key. Princess Elizabeth's prayer life drove her to acts of charity. She fed the poor, unburdened people's debt, nursed the sick, and even arranged funerals for paupers. In response to floods and famines in the country in 1226, at the age of 19, Princess Elizabeth constructed a 28-bed hospital in Wartburg, which she visited daily to offer care, feeding up to 900 people daily. She provided skills, training, and tools to enable the poor to work in order to support their families. Prince Ludwig, drawing on Matthew 25, said to Elizabeth, Dear Elizabeth, it is Christ whom you have cleansed, nourished, and cared for. But the royal court was often offended by her religious piety and charity. I love to tell the story of when, once upon entering a church, Elizabeth immediately removed her crown and prostrated herself on the ground, and her mother-in-law was scandalized by the behavior and publicly reprimanded her. But Elizabeth merely responded, How can I, a wretched creature, continue to wear a crown of earthly dignity when I see my King Jesus Christ crowned with thorns? In 1227, at the age of 20, Elizabeth received the news that her beloved Prince Ludwig had died in one of the emperor's crusades. She was recorded as crying out, saying, The world with all its joys is now dead to me. 
She was treated cruelly by Ludwig's brother. And so having arranged for her children to be cared for and have access to all the money that they would ever need, she left the castle at Wartburg for a monastic life in a Franciscan order. She was no longer part of the royal court, but her work was as royal as ever. Prayer and service, working in the hospital she'd built, providing for the poor through such simple tasks as spinning cloth for clothing for the naked, and even fishing to feed the hungry. In 1231, at the age of 24, Elizabeth died. But she had lived a full and a truly noble life. The question for us is what do we do with the power that's been given to us? Will it puff us up or will it empty us for the sake of others? The truly royal life is a life that looks like the one who is truly royal, Jesus, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. St. Paul says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse 5, Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. This is the story of Elizabeth of Hungary, the story of an ordinary saint that God empowered to impact her generation with the gospel. May her story inspire you and remind you that God is still in the business of empowering ordinary saints today. Let us confess we believe in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Lord, have mercy upon us. Christ, have mercy upon us. Lord, have mercy upon us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show your mercy upon us, and grant us your salvation. O Lord, guide those who govern us and lead us in the way of justice and truth. Clothe your ministers with righteousness and let your people sing with joy. O Lord, save your people and bless your inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord, and defend us by your mighty power. Let not the needy, O Lord, be forgotten, nor the hope of the poor be taken away. Create in us clean hearts, O God and take not your Holy Spirit 
from us. A Collect for Peace O God, the source of all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works, give to your servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey your commandments, and that we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness, through the merits of Jesus Christ our Savior. Amen. A Collect for Aid Against Perils Lighten our darkness, we beseech you, O Lord, and by your great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of your only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A Night Prayer Keep watch, dear Lord, with those who work or watch or weep this night, and give your angels charge over those who sleep. Tend the sick, Lord Christ. Give rest to the weary. Bless the dying, soothe the suffering, pity the afflicted, shield the joyous, and all for your love's sake. Amen. I want to conclude this evening with prayer number 71 on page 668 of the prayer book, for Christ to be formed in us. Lord Jesus, Master Carpenter of Nazareth, on the cross, through wood and nails, you wrought our full salvation. Wield well your tools in this your workshop, that we who come to you, rough-hewn, may be fashioned into a truer beauty by your hand, who with the Father and the Holy Spirit live and reign, one God, world without end. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all evermore. Amen. This concludes this evening's podcast, and I'm glad you joined us for Praying with the Saints. If this prayer podcast has blessed you, we encourage you to subscribe at ChristChurchPlano.org, and we encourage you to share this with your friends. I'm Father Paul Donison, and I'm looking forward to praying with you next time. Until then, I pray that you would have a peaceful night and a perfect rest.